Welcome. Pull up a seat, grab a cup, and get ready to share, listen, and learn. This is my favorite coffee story with your host, Aniko Samoji. You'll hear about the stories about coffee itself, the history, health benefits, recipes, and more, along with some personal stories inspired by coffee and the lifestyle. Now, here is Aniko Somoji. Welcome to my favorite coffee story. We have an incredible show today. We're talking about reinventing yourself as well as your relationship with food. And we have a terrific guest, Michelle Fennickhouse, joining us today. And before I introduce Michelle, we have our Anikona Farm moment. So we're in the middle of the harvest still, and we've been sharing updates about how our Kona coffee harvest is going. And it's going really, really well because, as I mentioned, the volcanic ash in the air from the volcano has really made the coffee trees just bloom. And the cherry that we're picking, we call the the coffee bean when it's ripe, the red cherry is so vibrant red this year that we are so excited about this harvest and it's going to have a delicious, rich Kona taste where a lot of people ask me, well, what makes Kona coffee taste so delicious? And it really is that lava, the lava rock in which the trees grow and get all their nutrients. And this year in particular, with three months of volcanic activity, the uh, the trees are especially going to produce delicious coffee. And I thought I'd share a little bit about when we're picking. <clears throat> What's amazing is that we also have wildlife that is somehow with us during the day when we're out between the coffee trees. We'll have wild green parrots fly above the trees and give us their squawking and their hello. And then we'll have turkeys, wild turkeys sort of meander through. And that's so beautiful to see them fan their feathers. And of course, we have the beautiful pheasants that are also walking through. And an occasional uh, hen with her little chicks might be walking through as she's just kind of roaming. And the wild pigs have have certainly also made their presence on the farm this year. But I thought I'd share the harvest is going well. And of course, all the wildlife is is also sharing these special times with us on the farm. So let's talk about reinventing your relationship with food and yourself with Michelle Fenninghouse, who's uh, just a wonderful nutrition and health coach for high-achieving women since 2009. She's in the New York area, but she's helped thousands of clients around the world. She's been featured on ABC News, CBS News, NPR, and we are so delighted you've joined us today, Michelle. Welcome to My Favorite Coffee Story. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, we are so excited you're here and to learn about Oh, all that you're working on and 
to help us also cut through some of all the information that you know goes around food and so we can't wait to learn from you and hear all your inspiring information we thought we'd start Michelle with some of your early days and growing up days family times and maybe also as you ventured to Northeastern University um, and some of your university days please Sure. Well, I, I grew up here on the East Coast, and I always wanted to go to Boston for college. And I have to tell you, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do with myself. I didn't know what field I was going to go in. I distinctly remember back in the day, they would send the college brochures you know, in paper to your mailbox. Yes. This wasn't all yes. online. And I had a stack in my room, and I would just read through all the possibilities of majors that I could, I, I could take when I got to I never knew what I wanted to do. So I finally decided on physical therapy, and I ended up going to school as a PT major. And, um, and I thought that was the path that I was going to take. And so that's how I ended up at Northeastern University, because they had, and I believe they still have, a really good physical therapy program. Yes. And it sounds like that's not exactly what you ended up getting a degree in, because if I remember correctly, I think you got a BS in graphic design in 2002. Is that right? Yeah, I feel like everything just went in circles. So I started in the health profession, and after I did my first co-op job, Northeastern's a co-op school, so um, almost like an internship, but you get paid and you get call- you get credit for the co-op. So we had to do full-time work in our field, and after my first semester of co-op, I decided, uh-uh, I don't want to be in physical therapy. Again, I don't know what I do want to be, and I think I just literally chose the the major that was the furthest away from physical therapy, and I decided to get an art degree and major in graphic design, which is what I eventually got my um, my bachelor's degree in, and I went on to work in advertising up in Boston. I worked at some of the largest ad agencies um, in New England as an art director for the first five years of my career. And so not only you were doing that, but I I realized that you had worked at the Boston Globe as a print designer and an art director at Hill Holiday, and you were also freelance art director for various places like ISM and MMB. What was it like being in that field? You know, (laughs) I really did, and I really do still enjoy many aspects of graphic design, But working in the field was very stressful, Um, and I did. I did work at the Boston Globe. I worked all over the place, honestly. And when I ended up in the ad agency settings, those were some of the most sought-after jobs in the field. I felt very lucky to be there. But at the same time, these are organizations that are largely driven by men, Uh, Women play a much smaller role. You don't see a lot of women in creative director positions or or CEO positions. Right. And I found that the whole culture was very uh, fast-paced, very demanding, long hours, and just a sense of everybody constantly running around crazy. (laughs) It was not a very healthy culture. A lot of drinking, a lot of 
um, going out after work, you know, late hours. It was, um, it was fun in my 20s, but I was quickly burning out. Right, I can imagine. And it, what was that pivot point when you decided, you know, I need to take a look at my health. I'm having fainting spells. I'm burnt out. Uh, the anxiety and even some of your digestive things. What was that point that you really then decided to shift gears and get more into nutrition and health? Well, the turning point for me was a combination of health issues, as you've alluded to. I was having fainting episodes. I was having also dizzy spells, um, forcing me to stop in the middle of the day and go find a place to lie down somewhere in the office. Um, I remember one time we were out for lunch with a bunch of coworkers, and I had to just lie down right there in the restaurant booth, and two of my coworkers helped bring me back to the office because I was afraid I was going to pass out on the way back. And it was really becoming problematic, as you can imagine. I was exhausted in the morning. I couldn't get out of bed. And by the time I got to work, it would be 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. And I just felt like I was constantly dragging. So I went to the doctor, as one does, when your health is not where you want it to be. And I had actually been to the doctor many times through the years, um, even in college, with some of these same complaints. And every time I went, they said, no, you're fine. And so once again, I went to the doctor and I said, you have to test me for mono. I must have mono. I'm so exhausted. And they did the test. And once again, they said, you're fine. And I burst into tears because if they couldn't tell me what was wrong, And they were just going to send me away again. I had no recourse. And what happened um, was that the nurse practitioner stood there and watched me cry and said, have you been to a therapist? So I took her advice. (laughs) I got myself an appointment with a therapist. I didn't know why I needed to go to a therapist, but I just didn't know what else to do. And after a couple of weeks, my therapist said, have you considered anti-anxiety medication? And Boom, was that a light bulb that went off in my head? Like, what? This is all related to anxiety? I had no idea. Wow. What a realization. So is that then when you just shifted gears and you were inspired to do something about your health and you ended up then attending uh, the Institute for Integrative nutrition and received a certified health counselor degree in 2009. Tell us how that, how that was when you then started those classes and what were some of the amazing realizations in, in some of the classes? Sure. Well, yes, that's what happened. Um, when I got that sort of, di- I call it a sort of diagnosis, you know, when it was brought yes. to my attention that I was dealing with anxiety I decided to try yoga, and I didn't know what I, was, what I was hoping to achieve, but I just knew people did yoga for stress relief, so I did that. And then from yoga, I learned a lot about food. If you've ever been in a yoga class, you very quickly become in tune with your digestion. <laughs> so yes. I learned I needed to make some changes to my food. Okay. And 
from there, I just learned more and more, and I ended up, like you said, enrolling at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which at the time was held live in New York City, so I would actually take the bus down to New York from Boston every month for classes, and it was amazing. I had never been around a group of people who were so positive and supporting and health conscious, of course. It was very different from being in the ad agency, and I found it very eye-opening to learn about so many different dietary theories and why some things work for one person that doesn't work for another, and just learn not just how to heal myself, but how to work with all walks of life to bring this sort of change in a person's reliance on coffee and medication to feel okay, to just living the balanced, happy, normal lives we're supposed to be living. What an incredible experience that must have been. And it sounds like you started feeling better uh, as you started pursuing, you know, a whole different or had a whole different outlook on life. And it doesn't sound like you really missed your ad agency world or the stress of that at all. Please share with us some of your favorite classes there at the Integrative at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Oh, you're right. I did not look... Once I left advertising, (laughs) I have never looked back. Not once have I wished I was back in that atmosphere. Um, At IIN, let's see, one of my favorite lectures was by a woman named Sally Fallon. She is uh, the leader of the Weston A. Price Foundation. She's really well-known for her stance on such things as eating fat. And, of course, this was 10 years ago. So now these days you hear a lot more about eating fat and how fat can be a healthy part of the diet. But back then, you weren't really hearing much about that. And I went into IIN, and I had already changed a lot of things about my diet. I was feeling a lot better, but I was eating more of a vegan diet. That was what I thought was the key to feeling great. Sally got up there on stage, and she talked about eating butter every day in her oatmeal. And I was horrified by the thought of putting that much butter into my food every day because, of course, we have been led to believe that this is the worst thing we could possibly eat for our health. And she went on to describe all sorts of things that, again, I thought were taboo when it came to good, healthy nutrition. But I got to tell you, even at that young age, I was in my 20s, I had started to develop some fine lines in my skin, and I hadn't thought too much about them, but I went home that weekend, and I started putting butter in my oatmeal, and lo and behold, my skin looked so much smoother, and I thought, huh, you know, maybe the vegan lifestyle, maybe there's more to good health than what I thought. So that was really an influential class, and I'll, I'll tell you about one more if we have time. Yes, we have a couple minutes before break, please. We'd love to hear another about another class. Sure. So another really influential lecture that I recall was from a woman named Amory Colbin. She has since passed away, but she must have been, in, I'm going to guess, she was in her 70s or 80s at the time, and she got on stage. She has such a cute little voice. I remember her kind of twittering away up there, talking about eating real whole food. And I thought, like many people, I thought I knew what that meant. 
eat real food. I thought mm-hmm. I had a pretty good understanding of that. And so she quizzed us. She said, okay, raise your hand if you think that an egg is a whole food. You know, so some people raised their hand, other people didn't. We were all like, what is she getting at? <laughs> and she said, yes, an egg, the whole egg, not just the egg white, like an egg white omelet, but the whole egg, we need the whole egg, that is a whole food. Okay, very good. And then she said, what about skin milk? Is skin milk a whole real food? And some people raised their hand, and I remember thinking, yeah, milk. Milk is a, a real food. It's not like she's asking about Doritos. Right. And she said, <laughs> she said, milk's not, skin milk is not a whole food because the fat has been taken away. It's not whole. And okay. then she asked us about steak. Is steak a whole food? <laughs> and that was a tricky one. And she let us, she taught us that when we eat uh, meat, it can be considered a whole food if we are eating as much of the animal as possible, including the organ meat, if we're using the bones to make bone broth. But if all we're eating is one small cut of meat, we're really not eating the whole food the way nature provides it. It was extremely eye-opening. Oh, definitely. Thank you for sharing with us, Michelle. And we've been so enjoying hearing about your story and some of your early days and some of your favorite classes. And listeners, when we come back after the break, we're going to be chatting with Michelle a little bit about sort of the dietary trends that we all hear about and the dietary industry and what's key in helping people just sort of navigate through all that, as well as hearing about Michelle's moderation mantra right after the break. So listeners, please join us. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com My favorite coffee story is brought to you by Anikona Farm, where every bean we grow represents a great story somewhere in the world. When you buy coffee from Anikona Farm, you're investing in new memories, stories, and experiences. We harvest our beans with your future story in our heart. So, from our heart to yours, enjoy the Anikona experience. May your coffee story be as rich and delicious as our Kona coffee with love. Please visit Anikona.com and get your Anikona Story coffee special today. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private, personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for You with Arvind Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. News. News. Opinion. 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 
Can you hear me? Hear me? Your voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to my favorite coffee story with Aniko Samoji. Drop us a line and share your story. Our email address is orders at anikona.com. Again, that's orders at anikona.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to my favorite coffee story. We have Michelle Fennick House with us today. She's a nutrition and health coach for high achieving women, but she helps thousands of clients around the world. She's been featured on ABC News, CBS News, NPR, and we were just chatting with Michelle about how she got involved in nutrition and health and how she became a nutrition and health coach and how she attended the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And so, Michelle, please share with us a little bit more about the Institute and what you loved about it. You know, the biggest thing that I got from attending the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which I'll call IIN, it's a little bit less of a mouthful that way, <laughs> yes. was not just nutrition information, but I really learned that people, including myself, need help slowing down. I learned how the pace at which we live our lives is simply unsustainable for most of us. And the diseases that we face in our culture are not disease, infectious diseases. We're not getting the plague. You know, we're not dying from uh, bacterial sources like we did years and years ago. It's the heart attacks. It's the strokes. It's diabetes, which, by the way, I believe by 2030, half of Americans will be diabetic. It's an insane rise in these lifestyle diseases or um, diseases that result from the diet and lifestyle so prevalent in our culture. And so diet is one thing, but lifestyle, that piece is larger than I ever could have imagined. And a lot of my healing took place not just because I changed my diet, but because I was changing the way I lived at work. I was no law. I was still working in advertising for a little while there before I took the leap over yes. and I was no longer willing to stay until midnight to work on a pitch. I was no longer willing to skip meals in order to get work done. I was paying more attention to taking care of myself. And, um, I think the eventual career shift also did me a world of good. So if it's okay, I have a resource to share with your listeners if anyone oh, else absolutely. is interested in learning more about the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Please do. I think our listeners would be really thankful to you. Sure. So it's an online school now, of course. Technology, technology has changed. You can actually attend the school whether you live you know, in, in New York or anywhere around the world. And I have a resource that talks about becoming a health coach, whether you decide to go to IIN or take another route. Um, I have a, a little mini free course available on my website that will just walk you through what the options are if you're looking for this type of career change or just looking to learn more for your own 
stake in your own health. So if you go to findyourbalancehealth.com slash become a coach, you can sign up for that free resource and just learn what it takes to get involved and what different options you have. Thank you for sharing that, Michelle. I I think that's fantastic. And I know our listeners will definitely benefit from that. As we've been talking about how you help so many people to to kind of work through their stressful lives and bring balance back in, not only from diet, but also their lifestyle. What is key in helping clients? I know we kind of mentioned that you have sort of this mantra about moderation. Please share about that. Oh, yeah. I have this statement. I guess it's always been ingrained in my head because my mom always said that to me. Everything in moderation And it truly is the secret to living a healthy lifestyle. I'm sure all of your listeners can think of an example when they themselves or someone they know says, all right, I'm going to go on a diet and I'm only going to eat, you know, salads and chicken breast and I'm only going to drink water and I'm going to go to the gym every day. And they go really whole hog and it lasts for about five days and then that's it. Right. So even health in excess, doesn't work. (laughs) You just can't sustain something like that. But for folks who are able to say, okay, I'm going to start going to the gym. I'm going to start once a week. And once that becomes easy and routine for me, then I'll kick it up a notch. You know, that sort of moderate approach tends to work much, much better. And that's how I coach my clients to take steps that are smaller and steadier and more sustainable so that the results last. And I love, Michelle, how you say it doesn't have to be complicated and also listening to our bodies. And, you know, I would love to ask how your relationship, we're talking about relationship with food and how food can be a catalyst in getting ourselves well again and back in balance Specifically, I'm curious about all these diet trends and how you are helpful in cutting through all that and sharing really what is what is the truth? How do you learn about all the sort of elements of these diets and then figure out what really does make sense? You know, the diet stuff looks complicated because there's a whole industry built around it being complicated. If we made it simple and we didn't confuse people, then we wouldn't be able to sell so many books, so many programs, so many <laughs> True. this, that, True. and the other thing. You know, the whole industry, it's like a multi-billion dollar industry would just go under. In fact, I've had clients say to me, Michelle, I'm worried about your livelihood because you just turned things around for me in a number of, you know, just weeks where I, my whole life I've been trying to lose this weight or my whole life I've been constipated or my whole life I've been full of anxiety. If you are able to help clients so quickly, you're going to put yourself out of business. And I think that would be amazing if I could put myself out of business and it's what I strive to do. So when we talk about food, I want to introduce a concept um, that I think broadens the conversation a bit and it's really important. So there is a, a concept in functional medicine functional nutrition called your allostatic load. And it refers to all the things, all the factors affecting your body and your mind and your spirit that are bringing you out of 
balance, right? The body likes to be in balance. The body wants to be 98.6 degrees. The body wants to have just the right amount of glucose in the blood, etc. And when we introduce different stressors, the body gets out of balance. So one simple example would be if you eat a donut for breakfast, your blood sugar is going to go wildly out of balance, and that is a stressor on your system. A less obvious example might be toxicity in the personal care products that you're using, the plastics that your food come in, uh, just the air you breathe, the water you drink, any extra toxicity in your environment. That also is throwing your body out of balance as you are trying to cope with. Your body is under that stress of having to detoxify itself, which it does, but it, it has quite a heavy load in our modern world. And I'll give one more example of something that contributes to allostatic load, and that would be um, your work or your home life, any of the obvious emotional stressors also adds to this load on your system. Now, food, the wrong food due to food intolerance or maybe you're eating a diet of processed food and your body's like, again, this is a stress on my system. All these things can kind of fill up your bucket, so to speak. And when the bucket's full, that's when we really start experiencing symptoms like fatigue, like brain fog, uh, even autoimmune disease. You know, all of the symptoms start to show up in the body where the body's saying, I've had too much, I can't take it anymore. So one reason I love working with women around food is because I think it's the easiest thing that we can affect. Can't change your job that easily. Maybe you can, but it's hard to. (laughs) Can't change your relationships that easy, but you can totally change what you eat for breakfast. And so I love working with women around the food piece first to start reducing their allostatic load. And I love, Michelle, how you say change is really within our reach and how you also have had a personal journey of finding out what are those things that really don't quite work well for you. Like you had mentioned that you had noticed your grandmother had trouble digesting dairy. So you you probably then were thinking, well, maybe I should take a look at how dairy also impacts me and also even sugar. And it sounds like those experiences are things that we can all think through and definitely within our reach to make change, which can make such a huge difference and change our energy levels and, and how we feel in the balance in our lives. And Michelle, I was curious, your relationship with food, and maybe if I could just ask even about coffee, it sounds like you had this journey where in in one part you were drinking coffee and then you realized it had some acidity and you've come up with a way where you can still enjoy a good cup of coffee without some of that acid. Please share with us how you've developed your cold, ice cold brew recipe using a French press. Yes, it's my favorite way to make coffee. And to be clear, I only drink decaf because yes, decaf. I have found that the state that my body is in, I can't handle adding you know, much caffeine to my system. So I do this decaf, but you can use any coffee that you like. 
And it's so simple. They sell so many different gadgets for making cold brew, but you don't need to buy anything special. I love using a French press, so I just grind the coffee, add it to the French press with room temperature water, you know, right out of the tap or whatever, and leave it overnight. And then in the morning, just press it down, and it's ready to go. Ice cubes or, you know, iced coffee is perfect in the summertime especially. Yes, Oh, thank you for sharing. The other interesting thing that we hear a lot in the news right now is the gut, the microbiome and probiotics. Please, if you could share your thoughts about that, because it's such in the news in the food industry. Well, that's an important piece to most of our health problems, to be frank. You know, we have insults to our gut happening from the moment we're born, uh, depending on the setting in which we are born, babies born in hospitals versus babies born in a home birth setting will have a different outcome on their gut okay. microbiome because of the different bacteria they're exposed to upon birth. It's amazing. Babies born via C-section versus a vaginal birth. So even from our first moment that we're on this planet, we can go from having a our full and complete gut microbiome to the bacteria starting to die off. And so we have good bacteria in our system, then we have, and then there's going to be bad bacteria. And what happens is that this population shift can account for everything from how your digestion functions to your propensity towards depression, for example. Hmm. Um, so I think probiotics is a, is one part of the conversation because what probiotics do is they reintroduce the good bacteria to the gut, but it's just as important to remove the bad bacteria, to starve out the bad bacteria so that there is room for the good bacteria to grow. We have yes. to make that population shift. So I see a lot of people taking probiotics, but if you're feeding your gut a diet of you know, sugar, processed food, lots of carbohydrates, very low in fiber, then you're really doing nothing to change your gut population. And you're going to feel that not only in physical symptoms, but in mental and emotional symptoms as well. We so appreciate you sharing that. It's been something that's on all of our minds, and we've been trying to figure out really how to tend to our gut microbiome. And it seems like it is really important to somehow keep that in check. And so I hope our listeners will sort of think about what makes sense for them and what are some of those dietary things that they can do all within their reach to make them feel better also from a microbiome perspective. We were curious before we go to break, Michelle, as you've been cutting through some of these latest trends in diet and the food industry marketing certain things and and we've talked a lot about lifestyle choices when do you help your clients and just take us through in about a minute when you first chat with with them what are some of the key things you focus on that you think might help them one thing we focus on is diet, definitely. And that usually comes first because, like I said, it's one of the easier things to affect. But yes. soon after that, one of the most important things I work with my clients on is that 
idea I mentioned earlier of slowing down. Usually women come to me uh, speaking a mile a minute. They're used to being at work, uh, being under pressure, having to fight to get their thoughts heard, perhaps in an industry that's male-dominated. Uh, you know, there's so many reasons. Women are feeling so stressed out and not feeling like there's not enough time in their lives. So we put a great emphasis on how to slow down, how to press pause and get these women out of fight-or-flight mode right, and into a more restful state where their body can take care of itself. And that is so important. And, you know, we're so grateful to you, Michelle, for helping so many people be able to kind of slow down, take a moment, reassess their world, especially in this fast-paced world that we're all accustomed to. When we come back after the break, listeners, we're going to chat with Michelle Fennighaus, who is a well-known nutrition and health coach for for thousands of clients around the world. We're going to ask Michelle what some of her current projects are, how she helps fellow health coaches, and and some of the life lessons that she's learned along the way. We may even ask Michelle about her cocoa mocha latte recipe right after the break. So please join us. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com My favorite coffee story is brought to you by Anikona Farm, where every bean we grow represents a great story somewhere in the world. When you buy coffee from Anikona Farm, you're investing in new memories, stories, and experiences. We harvest our beans with your future story in our heart. So, from our heart to yours, enjoy the Anikona experience. May your coffee story be as rich and delicious as our Kona coffee with love. Please visit Anikona.com and get your Anikona Story coffee special today. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to My Favorite Coffee Story with Aniko Samoji. Drop us a line and share your story. Our email address is orders at anikona.com. 
Again, that's orders at anikona.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to my favorite coffee story. We're talking about reinventing your relationship with food and yourself with Michelle Fennighouse. She's a nutrition and health coach for high-achieving women. She's helped thousands of clients around the world, being featured on ABC News and CBS News and NPR. And we're so delighted Michelle has joined us today. We had asked Michelle a little bit more about diet and all about things we hear about the gut microbiome and Michelle kindly shared information about that and even how she does her decaf iced coffee uh, cold brew with a with a French press, which was really fun to hear. And also I meant to say that Michelle does a great cocoa mocha mocha latte that's dairy and sugar-free, and you can find out more about that on her website, findyourbalancehealth.com, for our listeners. So we're going to ask Michelle a little bit more about some of her current projects and what she's working on. So what's going on in your everyday, Michelle? Well, this is a really exciting time in my business. Thank you for asking. It's, um, it's been 10 years since I started my business. Oh, fantastic. And back then, I felt that the most important goal for me and for my clients was to find balance, hence the name of my website, Find Your Balance. But what I have come to see through the years working with clients is that it's really much more about a woman stepping into her power And I say that because when we are too stressed out, I mentioned our allostatic load in in the previous segment. When our allostatic load is overflowing, when our bodies are in fight-or-flight mode on a consistent basis, we are not in our power, right? We are floundering. We are stressed. We are hot mess, right? So that's not power. Um, And if we are understimulated... You know, let's say for the woman who maybe isn't feeling fulfilled in her job, isn't feeling fulfilled in her relationship, it is undernourished because she's been eating a diet of processed food. She is also not in her power. She's tired. She's lethargic. So what I feel my greatest contribution is to the women I work with is bringing them to a center point where they are stimulated but not overstressed. They are excited about what they're doing, and they are standing 100% in their power. So I'm about to actually rebrand my entire business, my website. Everything will be changing. Uh, And the new brand is called She's Got Power. She's Got Power.com. It's not live yet, but it will be in a few months, along with a new podcast of the same name, She's Got Power, where we'll be exploring how women can reach the brink of burnout and come back better than ever. Oh, this is fantastic, Michelle, and we wish you well with with that, and what a great idea. And I think you're hitting on something that is going to resonate with so many people, and you're going to make such a difference in people's lives and helping them to still feel, like you said, stimulated, but having balance so that they can be in their power. So that's so exciting, and thank you for sharing that with us. Are you still going to continue doing your Healthy View radio show? 
That is another project that I work on, yes. I have a show called Healthy View Radio with my co-hosts, Andrea Beeman and Lisa Lutan, and that is planned to continue. Yes, absolutely. Such a fun collaboration between the three of us. And that seems like it's going really well, and we look forward to, to hearing more about all the important things you're doing with that radio show and, of course, your new branding. How exciting is that? I was curious for our listeners if you've ever thought about maybe publishing a book or something like that. You know, I feel like a book has to want to be born in a way. And so many people ask me about writing a book, and I'm not against it at all. But I just haven't felt it knocking yet, and I know that a book is a really big undertaking, so I have to be 100% ready when I'm ready, and uh, I could see it happening in the future, maybe underneath this new brand. I could see that too, and I love how even you describe that, that the way that you even mentioned it is celebrating that idea of having balance in your own life, because I know you balance so much. You do a great job with certainly coaching many, many clients, but on top of that, you also, you do the radio show, you're rebranding, and you're also a terrific mom to two little boys, and how you talk about even on your website that at the end of the day, you make sure that you have a good, healthy meal on the table as a family, you get together, you balance your time. It sounds like you still have time a little bit for your yoga, and you are a yogi, so please share with us. Our listeners, for you, what is key and how you balance your time? Oh, my goodness. My Google calendar. Where <laughs> by it? <laughs> I live and die by the calendar. So I'm a very type A person. I like lists. I like little graphs, charts, spreadsheets, whatever it takes to organize what I've got going on. And my calendar is boom, 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 tells me exactly what I have to do every day. And I just block it out. You know, I I do hit the gym every day, 30 minutes, every morning. And it's a non-negotiable. It's in my calendar. And it doesn't get moved. That's how I make it happen. I think when we're a little bit more lenient with, oh, I'll see how I feel. Oh, we'll see what happens. That's when it's really easy for our, you know, values, even things that we want to be doing to just get swept under the rug. So I like to be pretty structured with my time because I do a lot. I do have two little boys. I run basically two different businesses. I think we'll talk about the other one in just a moment. Um, And I, I, I need every hour of my day. So that's how I do it. And those are good words of wisdom. And we talked a little bit about your kids. And I'm curious for our listeners, what are some of those healthy meals that your kids love that, that you'd recommend for, for kids? Um, their favorite meal is probably when I make tacos. And tacos are really easy to make better. And what I mean by that is they're still beef, but I buy a really good quality grass-fed ground beef instead of something conventional from the grocery store. Um, I don't use a packaged taco blend, like a taco mix out of a packet. It's really easy to mix up spices and make your own taco seasoning. It's just cumin and chili powder and coriander and oregano and salt. I mean, that's it. So, you know, I make my own spice blend. 
And I usually mince red cabbage. I know this is going to sound strange, but I'll put some red cabbage in the food processor and pulse it until it's really small. And between the color and the, the small size, it blends into the ground beef pretty seamlessly. You don't see oh. it once the spices go in because everything turns brown anyway. And that's how we do tacos around here, and the kids love it. What a great idea. Thank you for sharing that. And are your boys by chance already in school or about to go, or how old are they? I have a four-year-old in pre-K and a seven-year-old in second grade. Okay. Well, and I can imagine because you are able to balance your time, you can also be so present in their days, whether it's working on a little school project or, or something like that. And that's really inspiring to us to to learn from you and to really see how we can slow down and yet still be stimulated and get a lot done in this world, but kind of reaching our own balance within. I think you're, you set such a good example for, for the rest of us. So thank you for sharing. I know you also, we talked very slightly about how you help fellow health coaches. How is that project going? Yeah, so that's what I was referring to. It's sort of the second yes. business I run or the second side of my business. Um, I found that once I became a health coach, there were lots of other health coaches who wanted advice, and I got emails every day. Michelle, can you show me how to do this? Michelle, can you show me how to do how to that? Can we get on the phone? Can you talk to me about this? I mean, even, even now, I'm constantly getting messages like that. And so in the beginning, I was very generous with my time because I had the luxury of it. I didn't have kids then. I didn't have such a, a large-scale business. And as time went on, I, I didn't have time anymore. Um, but I started taking on clients as a private coaching clients in this sense. So I would work one-on-one with health coaches to help them grow their business the way that I have done with mine. And now I've turned it into um, an entire course, uh, an online course that includes lots of support from me, lots of one-on-one time, um, lots of coaching and FaceTime, plus these online lessons that teach a coach the basics of how to set up their business, how to grow an audience, build a platform, and sell their services. So I put together a a Facebook group. If if there's any health coaches out there, the Facebook group is healthcoachpowercommunity.com. And that's uh, that's my community for health coaches. And those who want to go deeper, uh, sign up for the online course. And it's really wonderful because as an individual, I can reach... Maybe I have 100 clients, 200 clients, 1,000 clients, right? But if I can help 1,000 health coaches get off the ground and they all reach 1,000 clients, you know, we are affecting the world in a much bigger way. So this is a really important way for me to fulfill my mission beyond what I could ever do alone. And you are fulfilling that mission of helping women find their power. And I'm so excited about to hear more about your rebranding and how that's going to go. Because as you've been doing this since 2009 and for 10 years, I, mu- I can imagine it's just me- must be so gratifying to look 
at your journey and see how you've made such an impact on so many people to have really healthy, well-balanced lives. By chance, are any of those health coaches clients of yours who became so inspired and then wanted to share? Oh, yes, that happens. That definitely has happened where I have a client who comes to me for her own health issues, gets really inspired by the changes she sees in her body, much like I did back in the day, and decides she wants to spread the word herself and ends up enrolling at IIN and becomes a health coach. Yes, I have seen several people through that entire process. That is so incredible, Michelle. I guess as we close, and we've so enjoyed and appreciated you taking time with us today and sharing all the amazing things you're doing as a nutrition and health coach for thousands of people around the world, how would you describe in just a few words some of the key life lessons you've learned along the way? (laughs) Self-care, self-care self-care. And I have a free gift for your listeners. Can I share about that now? Of course, please do. So if you are not just enjoying a cup of coffee like I do, but actually relying on coffee throughout the day to stay awake, or if you are feeling completely dragged under the tide by your life, If you're feeling like something is just not right, even the doctors are telling you you are fine, I want you to consider downloading my stress assessment quiz. It's a very simple quiz that will allow you to see exactly what state your body is in, how your allostatic load is affecting you, and what steps you can take to turn things around. And so you can get that free quiz at findyourbalancehealth.com slash Oh, thank you for mentioning that, Michelle, and I think our listeners really appreciate it as well. And as we close, I would just like to thank you, Michelle Fennighouse, just a favorite nutrition and health coach for thousands of people for the last 10 years. Thank you so much for sharing all that you do for the importance of finding balance in our lives, for slowing down, how we can make change. It's within our reach, using food as a catalyst, reinventing our relationship with food, and then, of course, with ourselves. Thank you, Michelle Fenninghouse, for joining us today. We've really enjoyed having you. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being here. Oh, it's been such an honor. And for our listeners, thank you for being with us today on My Favorite Coffee Story as we we talked about how it's important to listen to our bodies and how we can embark on these life-changing experiences. And of course, we did share some coffee stories along the way with Michelle So we can take responsibility in our lives. And I I really appreciate that we were together today so that we could talk about that. Of course, you can always go to our website, anikona.com, for our Anikona gift. And we can continue the conversation at orders at anikona.com. In the meantime, we wish you a wonderful aloha. And we look forward to being together next week on My Favorite Coffee Story. Thank you for taking an hour out of your busy week to join us on My Favorite Coffee Story. 
Please tune in again for another edition with your host, Aniko Samoji, next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, we hope you'll have a relaxing week.